a new thing. I'm Malcolm, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast, anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, where God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Nehemiah. We finished the series on Nehemiah today. We go on to a new character tomorrow. But we're going to finish by exploring Nehemiah's vision. Chapter 1, verse 8. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are under the farthest skies, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place at which I have chosen to establish my name. And then chapter 2, verse 17, I said to them, the people there, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned? Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we may no longer suffer disgrace. And again, in chapter 8, verse 9, Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest, the Levites taught the people, and they said, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fats, and drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Nehemiah 10 verse 39, We will not neglect the house of our God, and finally, Nehemiah 12:43. They offered great sacrifices that day and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. Nehemiah has extraordinary vision. He's got, his vision is founded on the promises of God. We saw back in chapter 1. His vision was that God would be honored through removing the disgrace of his people. His vision was that God's word would be understood. His vision was that God's word, when understood, would lead to conviction, followed by great joy. Nehemiah's vision was for appropriate, devoted, ongoing worship of God. And Nehemiah's vision was that God's name would be honored amongst people who did not yet know him. To, to quote again from some of Fabian's notes on Nehemiah, he said, he understands. He understands that the rebuilding of the wall isn't the ultimate goal in itself, but instead it is a means to bring spiritual restoration to the people and protect it. Nehemiah saw things that no one else saw. He saw, well, with the eyes of God. And one of the reasons that you and I pray is to develop a divine vision. A divine vision is about learning to see with our hearts, not our physical eyes. And it's important to remember that the vision is not simply a dream. Vision is faith enacted, ultimately. 
as Dallas Willard wrote in his book Life Without Lag, faith has two main parts. One is vision and one is desire or will. And what Nehemiah saw prompted him to pray and to act. What kind of vision of God's glory might prompt you to act with courageous faith today? Why not ask God? today to give you a compelling vision of his glory in your life, your church group, your community, and then request him to fill you with a Nehemiah-type faith so you may act boldly. I hope you find your heart, your life, your congregation, your whole world inspired by God doing that new thing. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless.